Hey, I'm Arpad Balog, and this is SEO in 2024. Arpad, what's your number one SEO tip for 2024? So my number one SEO tip for 2024 is that people should start using ChatGPT or really any large language models to help them save time in SEO. And this tip really is aimed at SEO agencies, SEO freelancers, or really anyone who touches SEO overall. And one of the best things that you can use it for is, you know, as an SEO agency, or one of the best things that you can use do, do with it is, you know, do forecasting for your clients. So forecasting is basically showing how much your client, how much traffic, how many leads, how many rankings can they expect based on, you know, their budget, their current website, their current traffic, market trends, how competitors are doing, and, you know, any type of data that you have like that. It also kind of shows you data of what is actually achievable, is what, is, what is actually possible to reach in that specific niche. Or do you need to go into a specific sub-niche, like, for example, if it's a real estate client, maybe real estate Massachusetts is too big and you need to go into an actual specific location, like a street, uh, to be able to generate results. So... You can do forecasting for different types of topics, you know, different type of credit clusters, a lot of keyword intents. There are a lot of ways to do, you know, forecasting. And without going into like too much detail, there's basically two ways to do forecasting. You know, you can do it based on keyword data or you can do it based on historical data. So if you look at forecasting based on keyword data, that means you're looking at you know, that specific niche or cluster and use a tool like Ahrefs or SEMrush to get the search volume, but you can really use any tool, any keyword research tool for getting different volumes for those keywords and forecast SEO growth, uh, you know, based on that. And then you use different types of formulas for calculating click-through rate for that specific keyword and obviously rankability if it's actually rankable. And then you're using that, uh, using those metrics to actually calculate what is actually possible uh, in that niche. But the better way I would say to do that is based on historical data. So if you do forecasting based on historical data, that means you're looking at your customers, Google Analytics, Google Search Console, or any type of analytics tool you use and forecast SEO growth based on that. So based on the query count, organic traffic, you know, any seasonalities that you can see on those analytic tools, market trends that are visible in your, uh, you know, client's traffic, uh, based on branded or non-branded traffic and, you know, bas basically on things like that. And, you know, I would say this tip is aimed at and, you know, it basically helps you. If you want to do it manually, it will take you a ton of time. And believe me, like, I've done a lot of these for a lot of different types of clients, real estate clients, a lot of, you know, SaaS uh, customers, a lot of, uh, like, agencies as well. And it takes a ton of effort and, and, and a lot of time to make them accurate. At least I would say if it's like a small client, it at least takes you like 10, 15, uh, 15 hours to just go through all of the data and accurately create a kind of a prediction for them. Now, this is where ChatGPT Code Interpreter basically comes in. Like ChatGPT Code Inter Interpreter is a ChatGPT model, which is capable of data analyzation, and you can any upload any type of data. Is it the TXT? Is it the CSV? Is it an Excel file of your customer's data? 
So basically, once you upload that, it uses Python to inter internally to do any type of data analyzation that you want. And, you know, the key is not to only upload your client's data into ChatGPT, but use a system prompt that makes ChatGPT act as a different agent. So this system prompt, you can think of a way like you tell ChatGPT even before you begin the conversation with ChatGPT, like how it should think, what it should say, what type of questions should it ask. So there are a lot of like these system prompts out there that you can add to ChatGPT in the, like there is a button for custom instruction section that you can edit. And these specific steps that an SEO can, you know, take to implement this tip are you go to ChatGPT, you upload all of the data that is necessary for your forecast. You start the chat with that system prompt, of course, ask ChatGPT to create an SEO forecast. Here, you will need to give, you know, a very detailed picture of, your, of the result that you want to achieve. And you need to give a ton of explanation to ChatGPT as to what, what data you uploaded, what each column contains, uh, you know, what is exactly said in that TXT, CSV, or Excel file. Now, then, if you use a custom prompt or si custom system prompt, which I highly recommend, then ChatGPT will basically call the right agents, like a data analyzation agent, which first loads your data and tries to understand what that data is about based on your explanation and will ask you more and more and more questions until the task is done. Now, once it is done, you can get your data in CSV, you know, you can make a chart out of it manually or a graph out of it manually. You can also get a Python script for yourself that you can, you know, implement on your own computer or the better version is also you can ask ChatGPT to run that Python script and generate a PNG image of the graph for you. So it's all of the, you know, everything is basically done. So this tip really integrates with the bigger SEO picture in a way where it will simply help you sell more SEO retainers and at the same time, save you a ton of money by saving you time. So, you know, if your client sees that, that you know your actual or, you know, knows the actual or factual possibilities for their business or the website in the next 12 months, they will trust you more. Like, for example, if I told you, like, you can lose, you know, X amount of weight in the next 12 months, you wouldn't really believe me. But if I asked you a lot of data about yourself and give, gave you a really, really good prediction okay here you are now here's you know your body weight here's how much weight you can actually lose if you do these things exactly and i give you a graph now you know you would believe me way more and you know the best measure the way or the, the best way that you can measure this tip success is really you know time saved you can just you know sit down and <laughs> try to go through all of those data and organize all of the data that is needed for the forecast uh, then you will basically realize that you never want to do uh, do that again. So it saves it's, it just saves you a ton of time. It's wonderful. I don't think you need me here to ask you any questions. Do you you're just happy just to come up with uh, the questions yourself and keep on answering them. Uh, wonderful advice there. Uh, actually, a couple of follow up questions on the data sources. So, do you tend to, so, so? So, you obviously mentioned that you can use it to sell retainers to clients. That could be appealing to many agencies. So, if someone wants to do that, what are the best sources of data? Are you talking about Search Console, GA4, other sources of data? Yeah, absolutely. So it really depends in, in in terms of like what data does the client give you. So how we usually do it, even before we 
sell any retainer or any client on a retainer is we ask for all of the accesses to us. We Google Search Console, Google Analytics 4, or, you know, even if, if they use like uh, Yandex Metrica or, you know, Microsoft Clarity, any type of data that they have, or even, you know, goals or any maybe CRM data that we can use to actually, you know, predict like what type of results can we get from SEO. So I would say if you can get the data, that's the best because then you're working with historical data and then you can, you know, way, better, way more accurately estimate like what SEO growth can you achieve. If you don't have that, you know, what most SEOs do is create a prediction based on uh, keyword data. So you just look at, okay, here's how they are ranking now. Here's, you know, what type of traffic they could be getting if I increase these positions to position one or two or three. And based on the, you know, niche click-through rates or, you know, or that specific keywords click-through rate, here's, you know, what is like an estimated growth. But I would say always try to go for historical data for sure. And, you know, once you present that to clients, they, usually they love it because then, you're, you know, SEO is really, for clients, it's really unpredictable and something that they don't really understand. So they need something to, like, to see actually, okay, here I am now. And here is where I will be in the next 12 months. So I would say, you know, that's the the, the core of it, yeah. Uh, the challenge with historical data, of course, is that the past doesn't necessarily equal the future. So can you somehow use ChatGPT um, to identify opportunities that haven't necessarily been there historically? Absolutely, absolutely. So that is twofold, right? Because you can ask ChatGPT to look at any type of, you know, correlations between past events or any type of data that sticks out or, uh, you know, because you could have like uh, Google Analytics data basically corrupted by some, you know, basically spam, uh, you know, traffic or anything like that. So you can ask ChatGPT, which you would normally do manually to rule that out, but also you can ask it, okay, here's some event that's going to happen. Just predict for me based on historical data, if they have already had that just predict for me like how that's going to affect traffic. About future events, you can also look at Google Trends. You can also look at other types of data or data sources to kind of feed that into ChatGPT. So the best thing you can do is basically you can feed not just only one document. That's the more powerful thing. You can feed as many documents, obviously, if you're in the context window of ChatGPT, but you can feed as many documents as you want and you can basically create like a mesh of all of the data so it can then pull out the relevant ones and, you know, create an accurate, uh, you know, data source for you or just a prediction for you. So if every SEO agency starts doing this, how are you going to differentiate yourself compared with other agencies? I would say it's not something that you really have to different, differentiate yourself. So right now, I would say not even a lot of, a lot of agencies don't even do this manually. So Maybe what they look at is, you know, it's like, okay, based on how much you pay us, here's what we can provide. And maybe you can get this result, right? But a lot, not, not a lot of agencies actually go the way of like actually looking at data, calculating, creating a cool looking graph that, you know, shows the client that, okay, here's what you can achieve. They just kind of sell you on some guesstimate that, okay, if you pay us X amount of money, here's what you will get. So I wouldn't be worried about this, but at the same time, obviously, I don't think it's something that you have to be very, it's it's not something that's competitive. It all, all it kind of helps everyone. So yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's, it's something you have to worry about for sure. 
Okay, identifying opportunities is a great use of ChatGPT. Obviously, you can use ChatGPT to create content as well. Where do you lie on that? Uh, is it necessary to have the human touch involved in content creation? Definitely. And I think, you know, basically how Kyrou says as well is basically ChatGPT is a glorified uh, text spinner, basically. And it really is if, you, if you're just using the, the tokens that it's fed with. So it's trained up until 2021. And if you just ask, ask something about, you know, a certain topic, it will just spin it until it becomes something unique, but it's not really containing any unique information. So there are ways to use ChatGPT to create unique content. The best ways I like to do that is basically, again, to use custom prompts. And there's a version or model of ChatGPT where you can use web browsing. You know, there's a lot of plugins. You can either use a web browsing plugin. There are also plugins that can pull data from, you know, medical studies, different types of studies where, you know, you can ask it to, okay, give me an article about this based, uh, make it NLP optimized, but pull data from medical studies, also pull data from the top five results. And then, you know, it creates much better content because it's actually, it will be factual plus it will be, you know, current. So I would say, don't just type in, like, give me an article about, you know, the best dog shoes or stuff like that. Just ask it to go on the internet, look at all of the results that it has. Maybe find some, uh, you know, studies. I'm not sure if you can find any studies in dog shoes, but maybe there are. But, you know, just just try to use plugins. Or if you really want, you can also give it that factual data or factual, you know, stuff that you want. And based on that, it can write content for sure. Is it best just to use ChatGPT natively? Or are there any, any other AI tools that you'd like to recommend that are perhaps powered by ChatGPT? I would say the most uh, most recently Harpa AI, basically that's a browser plugin that connects to your ChatGPT. I mean, there is like GPT-4 uh, API, which you can use uh, or access to, uh, from the playground. There are a lot of, a ton of like SEO writer uh, softwares. Recently, I've been using Zim Writer a lot and been having great results. But just for ChatGPT, I would say Harpa AI. It's basically a Chrome plugin that can pull data from, you know, any web page, do any stuff that you like. But honestly, I usually use it just ChatGPT by itself. And of course, I use the system prompt. And I think that's really, that's really important to, to, to point out that ChatGPT by itself is good, but not as good if you give it a system prompt, right? You know, asks you a lot of questions, like finds that right agent, where it's like, okay, I'm a data analysis, analyzation agent, or I'm like a, image visualization agent or anything like that. And based on that, it gives that instruction, okay, you are this and this agent and your job is this and this. So you are basically, it's like, you know, pulling out some expert people from the crowd for your, you know, the job that you want to achieve. If an SEO is struggling for time, what should they stop doing right now so they can spend more time focusing on ChatGPT in 2024? I would say, you know, doing things manually, I would say just stop with that, you know, do, do Stop with the doing things manually that can be automated or can be sped up by large language models. Uh, you know, and most SEOs do that because they are kind of used to do it manually. And I know like personally, a lot of people uh, and non-person as well that just haven't even touched ChatGPT yet. I think it's insane. Like, obviously there's like this fear of missing out now in the market where it's like a ton of like AI software that is getting released recently. And you have to pick out the best from the, from the, you know, the, the crowd. But obviously if you have something, 
especially these type of data analyzation techniques that I think the most, you know, that's the, where ChatGPT is the most powerful. Like you don't have to sit in front of an Excel sheet or Google sheet and look at each type of data or keyword data and cluster them. You can ask ChatGPT to do that. So yeah, I would say like whatever can be automated or set up by AI, just, you know, do it, do that, try that instead of doing things manually. Arpard Baluk is an SEO consultant at Slothio. You can find him over at slothio.com. Arpad, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2024. Thank you very much for the opportunity. I've been your host, David Bain. Get your copy of SEO in 2024, the book, over at seoin2024.com. <laughs>